Welcome to the To Faithful Men podcast. This project started in 2006 to preserve old sermon and study tapes of Wiley Flanagan, Hassel Wallace, and Mike Strevel. 2 Timothy 2.2 says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Chapter 20, verse 5 says, But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. All right? What is the first resurrection? He had just described this martyred group. See, the ones that wouldn't didn't receive his, uh, the beast's mark, and the ones that didn't fall down and worship the beast or his image. And, uh, and then... Uh, he saw uh, those that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God. Now, you see, that's why John was put in uh, on the Isle of Patmos for the testimony of Jesus, for the word of God, for the testimony. Uh, James uh, was put to death. Stephen was stoned to death. But he wasn't stoned to death in the tribulation period, see. But he was a martyr. And uh, Peter was put to death. Paul was beheaded. See? Paul's in that group. Paul's not in the second group down here where uh, where the command was that for him to fall down. Paul was never commanded to fall down and worship a beast or his image. See? But there were some. And that is, they will be. It's not a fact yet, but the time is coming. See? When this, uh, but this is a, a description of the ones that will yet be put to death during the tribulation period. This middle group here, this second group, is describing all that have uh, uh, borne testimony, uh, see, to Christ uh, up till the time of the tribulation uh, begins, this third classification begins. But this is the first resurrection. All right? The first resurrection consists of both martyred groups and refers to the, uh, of course, uh, includes uh, the ones that are changed in a moment and a twinkle of an eye. That is coming, see? For the resurrection. This is the first resurrection. They lived and reigned with Christ. Now, the group that were alive when Christ comes reigned with him also. They sit upon thrones, you see. Now, John says this is the first resurrection. All right, now what does first mean? First means that there is nothing of the same kind preceding. I don't care what how you uh, turn the dictionary upside down uh, on its end or or side or whatnot. First, when you're enumerating uh, an order, uh, the first well that's the first of its kind. It's the first of a series. It's the first of a of a number. And and here this is the first resurrection. Well, I know there's been no first resurrection before. If there had been another resurrection, 
This would have to refer to a second resurrection, or a third, or fourth, or whatever it might have been. All right. The dispensationalist tells us that the resurrection of Lazarus was the first resurrection. And the resurrection of Jairus' daughter. And the widow's son, of Nain's son. That that, that they were, uh, that this boy and this girl and Lazarus was resurrected from the grave. Well, that's why I preached sermon not long ago on the restoration, you see. That, that threefold, the restoration, the regeneration, and the resurrection, the voice of restoration. Well, now, when Jesus said, come forth, he brought Lazarus back into being just as he was before. He lived. The people wanted to see him. He was a curiosity, all right. Well, they made a feast, you know, and Jesus uh, was at the feast, Mary and Martha, while well, they were enjoying that feast. And it says that Lazarus was one with him, see, that sat with Jesus. He wasn't a servant. He wasn't down the line. He was right there with Jesus. And, and you know what the scripture says? The scripture says, and they came out and they went out to Bethany. What for? Not only to see Jesus, but to see Lazarus, whom he was supposed, as they cast the inflection, raised from the dead. All right, now, he said to the, uh, to the girl, arise. And, and, and they came, uh, came to life again. Elijah, the widow, the widow's son. Well, there was a boy that came to life again. But now, he, he, he wasn't, uh, snatched away to heaven. Lazarus didn't, uh, ascend to heaven like Jesus from the Mount of Olives. Well, Lazarus died just a natural death, just like we will do, or anybody if we live, outlive the coming of Christ. But there was a miracle. God suspended the loss. He, he overcame the law of death. Now, that's a miracle of a, re, of a restoration, restoring him to his normal life. And, and the same way, the, the healings were Healings of restoration, that is, some of them uh, may have uh, uh, contracted the disease of a withered hand. May have been withered ever since he was born. But when he healed him, it was uh, to make him just as a man that had no withered hand, see? It didn't mean that he had a glorified hand. Well, now, the resurrection, the voice of resurrection, when... Uh, it, uh, this is the first resurrection when these, when uh, uh, the dead come forth from the graves, we're coming forth not a normal natural body, but it's going to be a glorified body. It's going to be a body like unto his glory, like fashion, like unto his own. And it's a spiritual body, and yet it's going to be a body. And you're going to be able to, it's going to be identifiable body. You're not going to be uh, in eternity like peas in a pod, can't tell one from another. You're still going to have your identity. Just like uh, Elijah and Moses uh, 
uh, on Mount, uh, Mount Transfiguration. They knew, Lord, it's good for us to be here. Let us make one for Moses, one for Elijah, a tabernacle. Well, now there's, uh, there's Peter half asleep and recognized Moses and Elijah. Now, I, I, I tell you, uh, and he never saw Moses. Elijah and Moses had been, didn't, been gone long, long time. Hundreds of years. Yet he knew it. Alright, so uh, this is the first resurrection. Now, people have been restored to life. Now, so it says they came to life. They lived again, see. And then verse, uh, uh, verse 6 says, Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection on such this second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. Now, will he or not? All right, I don't care if the thousand years is a symbolic number. It says a thousand. Six times here it calls this period of time. The period that that uh, Satan is bound in the in the abyss, that he's there a thousand years. The same time that the chaining of Satan uh, is in effect. The same parallel time, contemporaneous time, synchronous time, is the millennium, the thousand years of reign. When one is over, the other is over. When the thousand-year reign is over, Satan is loosed out of his prison for a little season. But uh, chapter uh, verse six says, "Pronounce a blessing," and we notice the beatitudes: one in the first chapter, one uh, in the, uh, uh, the where what one in the fourth chapter and one in the. 14th chapter, one in the 16th chapter, and one in the 19th chapter, and this one in the 20th chapter, and one in chapter 22. 22 seven. Alright? But here is the sixth beatitude. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death. What is the second death? It's the death, eternal death, judgment of the wicked dead. The lake of fire and brimstone. Now that's exactly where the beast and this false prophet, see. This beast uh, of chapter 13 and the false prophet that made the image to the beast and, and then commanded everybody to worship him. And the ones that didn't worship him, all of them didn't of course. The ones that didn't were beheaded. All right, the beheaded are referred to in verse four, but now the uh, uh, the 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 beast and the false prophet in nineteen chapter nineteen are cast alive into the lake of fire. Pre that precedes the millennium. See, all right, when the thousand years are over, Satan is loosed a little season, and Satan then is going to be consigned with. 
the beast and the false pride. But, uh, uh, so verse, uh, uh, so verse 6 tells us again that this group is the first resurrection. There's no, none preceding it. Now certainly Christ is the first fruits of them that sleep. When Christ was raised from the dead, now, uh, evidently, uh, there was, uh, a change in his body. Or at least there was a change in the, uh, in the way in which the Lord lived or manifested himself. After the resurrection, Christ came inside the door without opening it. He appeared. He never did that before his resurrection. See? And he appeared uh, at will. He ascended to heaven in the resurrected body. See? So, uh, uh, he's the first fruits, his resurrection. And then they that are his at his coming. See? Now that's uh, when he comes. That's when the resurrection is going to be. But if you're dispensations, you're going to have to say that the resurrection occurred at the rapture. The first resurrection occurred at the rapture. Then you're going to have to say uh, that this completes the first resurrection. Not this is the first resurrection. This is the final installment of the resurrection. And they say that it's the third installment of the resurrection, first resurrection. They say that the saints that rose when Christ came out of the grave, you know, three days after, well, here was the saints in Jerusalem. They came out of the grave, and they appeared in Jerusalem. All right? Now then, are they numbered with the first resurrection? Again, you have first restoration. I mean, a restoration, not a first. But they, they came forth uh, again in natural bodies. They weren't taken to heaven. No, no, no teaching whatsoever. The teaching is, is in the miraculous, in the fact that here is a supernatural display of the power of God in miracles overcoming the natural order of things, see. And see, that's what the Sadducees couldn't, they just couldn't take that. You see, when Jesus was living, the, the, his opposition came, uh, and persecution came from the Pharisees. But after he ascended to heaven, the resurrection, after the resurrection became a great subject, then the disciples, their opposition, their persecution, came from the Sadducees. The Pharisees didn't jump on them. Why, the Pharisees took up for the disciples. Look at Gamaliel. What did he do? He got up and he said, now listen, boys. Told them old Sadducees there, the Sanhedrin. He says, uh, of course, there's more Sad Sadducees in the Sanhedrin than there were Pharisees. But he says, he cautioned them. He said, now, if this work of preaching the gospel, if this work be of God, you're not going to stop it. If it be of men, it'll come to know. And, you know, uh, but when Peter and John started up that temple that day, what did they do? They healed a man. All right, but the Sadducees, see, oh, they didn't believe in miracles. 
They didn't believe in angels. They didn't, they don't believe in spirits. They don't believe in the resurrection of the dead. And they got offended because here was a man that they had healed. They didn't believe in the miraculous. And that they preached through Jesus the resurrection of the dead. See? Not only did they preach that Jesus rose from the dead, but they preached that everybody was going to rise from the dead. And, uh, and they, uh, the, the Sadducees, they just didn't like that. So they put them in jail. See? And then they threatened them. They had a mock trial. See? And it says, and all of the kindred of the high priest, who was a Sadducee, Annas and Caiaphas, and all that were kindreds, that was a stacked court of Sadducees against Peter and John for preaching the resurrection. But now, uh, so the, the, the resurrection uh, means that uh, that the, when the body comes forth, that it's not going to die again. It's going to live forever. It's going to be, it's raised mortal, and uh, it's going to be raised to immortality. So in a mortal body. It was so in a corruptible body, but it's going to be raised in incorruption. But now, uh, the, uh, the restorations were raised in the normal, natural body. They, uh, in all probability, uh, no, no question about it, uh, because the design was not to resurrect them to take them to heaven for some purpose, but uh, a marvelous display of the power of God at his death and resurrection. Well, now verse 7 says, And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. What thousand years? Well, the thousand years of his imprisonment, the thousand years of the millennial reign, when the thousand years expire. Not, not the two thousands, and yet it, it embraces the same length of time, the same period of time called a thousand years. Now, if that's a thousand in one year, that suits me. If it's 999 years, that suits me. If it's 500 years, that suits me. But if, uh, when the Bible was going to, when the Bible, uh, depicts symbolically or figuratively a period of time, then it describes a week or a month or a year or a day, see, when it describes a, a, a short period of time. And when the Bible speaks of a thousand, uh, then that's a, uh, that's a, a, a great number of time. When it speaks of thousands and ten thousands, it speaks of an innumerable, unending age without number that you can't count it. See, just like the uh, the angels of heaven, just like the sand on the sea and the stars in the sky. So when the Bible speaks here of a thousand years, why well, I've got to accept it as a thousand years the way it reads now, unless. Unless it can be shown that it's symbolic. I don't care how long it is. But it's going to be a period of time. And it's going to be a period of time, if it's symbolic, to, uh, to, to be appropriate to the thousand years if it was literal, see. In other words, otherwise the, the word thousand wouldn't mean anything. So I see no objection in, in understanding it to be a literal thousand years. For, as far as that's concerned. Now, 
When this thousand years uh, are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. That's out of the abyss, the bottomless pit. And shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth. All right, now then. This passage tells us that there are still nations upon the earth. You've got the millennium. The millennium's over. The thousand years over. Here is a people upon the earth that uh, still uh, that are uh, not children of God, whose bodies were not transfigured, who were natural. See, the dead are the ones that's raised, and uh, the uh, the living. Uh, the uh, uh, children of God are changed in a moment and twink of an eye at the coming of Christ. See, but now, here's the nation still upon the earth. That's, uh, that is, uh, the, that's the people over whom uh, the Lord reigns and the saints reign with the Lord. See, for a thousand years. Who are they reigning over? Over the nations of the earth. How will they reign? They will rule this world with a rod of iron. What does that mean? That means with power, that's all. It doesn't mean that a man, uh, that a child of God is going down the uh, road with a baseball bat in his hand or uh, a billy stick and uh, if this man don't do right, he's going to tap him on the head with it. See? That's not what he's talking about. It shows the, the supreme rule uh, of God. Uh, in other words, just as Satan is the prince and power of the air now, just as he rules, just as wickedness is is being ruled uh, with uh, with Satan, uh, the day's coming when Satan's influence and his power is going to be uh, uh, confined for that thousand year period. Satan's not dead. Evil hasn't been eradicated. The world hadn't been made new. There's no new heaven and a new earth yet. The nations are still alive. And people would have been the, the children of God unless there was a change, see? Unless they were, uh, according to 1 Corinthians 15, 51, 52, see? Unless uh, we which are alive, see? shall be changed. Unless it's done this, well then there would be children of God still in the natural state, in their in the mortal body. But that transfers them from mortal to immortality, and yet they're living on the earth with mortal beings. Oh, the all men can't, they, they, he can't have that. He just won't take that. See? And neither will the postman. They can't see why that's not dignified. You mean uh, a resurrected body, a glorified body living on this earth in the same presence with a natural man? And and they just won't have it. They won't have it not because of what this says. They won't have it because it they just don't suit well. It just don't fit their reasoning. They just don't see how God would... Uh, would keep mix a spiritual body with a natural body and let them live together in the same world. 
Well, Jesus lived 40 days, didn't he? After the resurrection. And and it says that he instructed them during that time concerning the kingdom of God. Alright, and verse 8 says, And shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is the sand of the sea. I showed you that the nations weren't all destroyed when Jesus, by the word of his mouth, the sword that proceeded out of his mouth, yet it destroyed the kings of the world and the armies that were arrayed against him. But that showed you that all the nations weren't arrayed against Christ at his coming. You still have them here. Now then, Satan goes out upon the earth. What does it show? People tell us religiously, these evangelicals tell us that, uh, well, if a man uh, didn't live in two, con- two confined quarters, if he wasn't in too, uh, too hot a territory, uh, or if he uh, had the right environment, he why, wouldn't be any problem for a man to be a child of God. They could just grow into children of God. You could make them easy, convert the world if everything was right. All right, now they're going to leave. Here's people that's lived in the millennium during the personal reign of Christ. And that uh, that period of time, ever so conducive to righteousness, to a holy living, shows you that the wicked doesn't describe one person that's added to the body of Christ in this group. But where are they? They're still upon the earth. And Satan is going out and he, uh, uh, he, he seeks to gather them together. And verse 9 says, They went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about the beloved city. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. Now, brother, there's your, there's the end of humanity on the earth. That's your final judgment. That's the last destruction. That's the last manifestation of the wrath of God to an inhabitant on the earth. And, and you'll notice that not one semblance, not one person during that millennium converted, regenerated in this picture. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share with a friend. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord.